You are now listening to The Roundtable. Um, no, and we live. I'm not showing you now. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Roundtable Podcast. We thank you guys for joining us for another episode. Um, we have a really exciting show planned for you guys. We're talking about, if you haven't seen it uh, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, we've been posting it everywhere. We wanted to talk about, is college worth it on this week's episode? Um, you know, because we, it's a good question to ask. A lot of people having graduations or just had graduations. And, um, you know, it's a good question to ask. So we thought about it would be a good show topic. So we wanted to talk about it. Um, and we're going to be getting into that a little later. I do want to give a huge shout out for all the people that have liked our photos on Instagram. I've been trying my best, man, with that Instagram. For I real. know, but you know what? But you know what? Let me say you though, Nick, because I'm not the best Instagrammer either. Like, I need to get better. Like, people be like reposting and redoing Instagram, and I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I'm like the lame when it comes to like Instagram, this whole Snapchat world. Like, I gotta get better. I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm doing awful with that because I don't know how to repost, but I can do it on Facebook. Like, it's crazy. Right. I. I don't know either. I was trained. My wife trained me on how to do it, and I still don't know how to repost. But I know how to make the memes now. So they didn't mess up with that. Like when oh, I learn how to do memes. Yeah. See. Well, then I'm just gonna piggyback off you because see, I don't know none of that. Like, let me just put it on Facebook, and then like I'm Gucci. Like I'm straight after that. So I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, but I didn't introduce you. If you guys, you guys should know by now that Miss that's uh, Miss Tony Tone is joining us. Um, <laughs> mine is one of the three Stooges, but I think he's going to try to make it. So you guys bear with us uh, with that. Um, again, you guys can't call into the show. Uh, the telephone number is four zero four eight five seven zero two eight six. You guys call in at any time. Uh, we'd be happy to speak with you. We want to know what you think get your opinion on things. We just want to hear from you. So you guys call into the show. Let us know what you think. Um, I think that covers everything. Oh, I wanted We got to give big shouts out to, uh, you know, standing with Orlando, you know? Right, right. Yeah. So shouts out to the, the families of the lost, you know, down there in Orlando. That was, like, that was just, I mean, it's no words. It's no words for it. You know, that young man went in there and he took, 50 plus lives, you know, and that was, that's devastating, you know, and I think for me, like, you know, I'll never understand these radical Muslims, like, I'll never understand that, you know, they, they can believe in what they want to believe in, that's just what people can do, but when you come and you start, you know, tearing down towers, blowing up things, um, taking people's lives, you know, it, it, it's, to me, it's a little extreme. That's really extreme. You know, those, those, 
young men and women in that bar at in that club at Pulse, they didn't deserve that. They didn't deserve that. They went out for a night of fun, dancing, you know, whatever it was, Shaka Khan, share, you know, what they listened to and like get down and party. And some of them didn't make it home, you know, right. and that's that's awful. In the blink, that's in awful. The blink of an eye, you know, in what I mean? blink of an eye. right? It's awful. Yeah, so definitely, uh, condolences go out to those. Um, in that, in, but I, you know, today they just released um, the pictures of all the victims. Um, I think it was. I think they told it a 50, 50 victims was a shot, um, and so definitely our hearts go out to them. But I thought it was, and not to make light of the situation, but I don't know how to get past it really. But like I was looking at the photographs, right, and like all of the black guys look straight as an arrow, and so I got me thinking. Yeah, they like, did. They you did. seen the pictures? I saw some of the pictures, yeah, and they did all look. Yeah, I was like, whoa. I'm okay. like, some of, some of their girlfriends going to be mad when they see that. <laughs> right. I was like, Ooh. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like a lot of the, a lot of the, like, you know, Hispanic other guys, you can look at them and kind of tell, yeah, but yeah, like, you can look at them and kind of tell that they yeah, were, but the <laughs> black, the black guys, I was like, yeah, they wives going to be hot. Or girlfriends. Or girlfriends or whatever the case like, may be. I was like, oh my God. I was like, he's gay? Like it was crazy. It like it was like yeah, my yeah. but you know, again, you know, people, you know, just to like you say, soften it up a little bit, but still it was a tragic, you know, situation. These these people went out and um these individuals went out, everybody that was in pulse went out and they just You ever you ever been to a gay club? Have I ever been to a gay club? I've driven by one, Bulldogs. I think we are, yeah, we are driven by it. I think I, about, you, you've been in Atlanta, you've been by a gay club, like especially Bulldogs anyway. But like to go inside a gay club, I don't think I have. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. I mean, women, I, I just saw women, you know, a few women passed as well. And I just wonder, I didn't know if, you know, that was a, I didn't know it. Like, I don't know the, the, the rules of it, but you know, I, was well, just I don't know the rules of it either. I, I, I would assume that it's a gay club. So it's men and women, you know, kind of thing, right. you um, know. Right. Because like you say, uh, to your point, there were some women in there as well. So Right, right, right. So, um, but like I said, we, we do our hearts go out to them. But on a lighter note, um, if you guys have been listening to the show, you know every week we do a segment called Tony's Corner, where she gives us what's going on in her corner, anything and everything. Um, <laughs> but she gives it to us, and uh, I'm going to kick it over to you and let you let you take over real quick. Well, okay, the backstory kind of is this. Like, I don't get what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna post it this way, then I'll give the story. What I don't understand is why guys don't pull the trigger. Like, and what I mean by that is I don't mean like literally pull the trigger. Um That was a bad choice of words. Right, I know, right? That was like a terrible choice of words, pulling the trigger. But I'm saying like it I don't know why guys don't see things through. And what I mean by that is like a guy can come into your inbox or he can, you know, ask for your phone number and seem like he's really interested in you. And then it's like, you guys may converse, have conversation, um, text back and forth. There may be even a couple of phone conversations, but then it kind of just gets radio silent. Like it just goes dead. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't hear from that person anymore. You don't, I mean, 
And then, of course, it's always, oh, well, you know, I'm busy. And, oh, you know, I just been really tired. And, you know, I mean, I just don't like. And I guess now I can go into the backstory of it. It's 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 interesting when a guy can come into my inbox or ask a homeboy about me and, you know, a little bit of background about me. And when I open up that door just a little bit, just, you know, because those that really know me and know me well know that I don't just let people into my world all willy nilly like that. Like I'm very, um, I guess I'm, I guess I'm just guarded a, a little bit. Like I just, I just, I'm a real private person. So I don't like let people into my world like that. So in any right. event, um, you know, you come in, you want to get to know me. We're conversing, we're texting. There's some conversation in the meantime in between time as far as like phone calls and stuff like that you know he's busy you know i'm busy you know i have a job and i'm a, I'm a single mom and you know but I'm, I, I still have time to make time for what i want to make time for but then all of a sudden things just kind of just went radio silent and so it's like i'll reach out and be like hey what's going on how you doing and then it's Oh, what's going on, beautiful? How you doing? What's going on, love? Blah, 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 swoop, swoop. And then it's like, oh, okay, then I'm coming back and I'm saying, like, how are you doing? And then, Nick, I don't get nothing. Like, I don't hear nothing. It's like 45 minutes to an hour before this he'll text back. And I'm like, okay. And then what I'm telling myself in my mind is, see, this is, this is what I'm saying. This is why I don't deal you know, with the foolishness for real, this is why guys get shut down real quick with me because I don't have time to engage, number one, two, chase you, three, play with you. Like, I just don't have time for that. So I just so, don't so, so, why guys won't see it all the way through or see, I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know. I mean, it's like when a guy really doesn't respond to text messages, it's, it's only a handful of things it could be. Either he was in a car accident. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he was in a car accident. He wasn't or, in a car accident because he, he could be on Facebook. It wasn't no or, car accident. Or he gonna wish he was in a car accident because his girl just found his phone. Or, you know, he's trying to keep his phone covered up. I mean, normally, guys, I, it's not too many times where a person don't have their phone on them. Right. So you get the text message. Sometimes you might look at it and you might mean to send it and, and it might not just, you might didn't get used, get to it. But if it's happening all the time, nine times out of 10, that guy is, I mean, he's trying to cover up. Okay. I think, I think that sometimes guys will, and guys, you know, they're not going to tell you the truth. I mean, so if he, even if he did have some chicks on the side or he was doing his thing on the side, he's not going to tell you. But like I said, it's going to be those times where, he can't text right now because she in but a room. What if it's the I'm busy or I'm sleep or like what is that? Like what is what if what if you're getting hit with that line though? You know what I'm saying? But you know it's a crack of you know it's a bunch of bull swanky because it's like nah, bruh, I don't know if you're really that busy. Like you busy, mm-hmm. but you ain't that busy. To me, I just really feel like the whole busy thing. And just help me understand it, Nick. I mean and. I just, I, I just don't believe in that whole busy thing because understand, I'm busy as well. As a single mother, I'm busy. Like as a mother by myself, I'm busy. Like um, if, even if I didn't have a job, I'm a mother first. So that to me keeps me busy as well. But that's not the case. Like I do have a job. You know, I'm working with students and things like that. But I still have my weekend. 
Granted, I don't work, you know, late at night, um, except for two nights out of the week. But still, I never really hit guys with the, I'm busy. I'm always the chick that'll tell the guy, hey, you're going to have to let me know when we can hang out because it's a little different for me. And here's and, and just to give you a rundown, here's why it's different for me. It's different because I have to get a babysitter in place. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy for me. To, you know, I don't have a live-at-home babysitter, you know. So I have to, if a guy tells me, hey, Tony, let's go hang out on Saturday. I have to get that in order to that tonight, like tonight, tomorrow, so that way my parents can know that I need to that I'm gonna hang out. It's not normal for me to tell my parents, oh hey, I wanna, you know, unless for me it's gotta be concrete plans. You tell me and then I'll make it work. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then right. shout out to Latrice. I mean, it's nothing to text. Like I, I just don't understand. Like, and maybe we can get somebody to call in four zero four eight five seven, what is it? Zero two zero two eight six. Zero two eight six to Help me understand. Like I just don't get the I'm busy, but you initiated it. Like you reached out to me, and then it's, you know what? It, it sounds like there's games being played. I mean, honestly, okay. it sounds like it's games being played. And I think it's smart. Women have to know you got to read the signs. You got to yeah. read the signs whether he's he's just not that into you, and maybe you know maybe he's just trying to play play multiple females. Either way, you got to know when to get out. And I think well, I'm out. like I ain't in it. Like I'm, you know me, Nick. I shut it down before it even gets started. So I'm not really like, you know what I'm saying? Like he might hit my phone every here, there and everywhere, but as far as like initiating, that's just not what not that's just not what I'm doing anymore. So that's been, you know, whatever. So Right, right. No, I think yeah, what... busy. I mean, you know, I don't know what people be be having to go on, but I just feel like if you, you don't, if you don't out, ever make time, you'll never have time if you don't ever make time. And you people make time for the things that they want to make time for. Right. And I agree. I agree. A thousand percent. Yeah. So I, that's, I mean, like I said, that's my opinion on it. Uh, welcome, C-Law, to the show. What's going on, man? I got to break down and buy another Mac. Well, no, I don't want to do it. Not another Mac. Is that why your is that why your audio sounds like that? Is or is it is it the microphone? What? That sound funny, Zach? Yeah, it still sounds real funny, like real loud. Oh, that's probably the volume. Yeah. Is that better? No. No, not really. No, it's still loud. Uh, whatever. Sorry. Fuck it. <laughs> well, well welcome. Glad that you could join us. Man, I don't even know. My head ain't even in the picture. It's ridiculous. Let's go. Yeah, like I said, we just got through with Tony's corner. Um, Let me give you some music, at least. Am I still really loud? It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, you'll be all right. Um, but like I said, I think we're gonna move into the show. But yeah, I think we're gonna go ahead and move into the show, you guys. Um. Because we got a lot to talk about. I mean, I did a lot of research on this on this topic, and I kind of wanted to start off with. Um, I guess we could start off by asking the question: Do you think it's worth it? And then we can kind of dive into the other things that I've got for us planned um, a little bit later. So I guess I'll start with, with with you, Tony. I guess you know, do you think college is still worth it in 2016? So? I don't know. Like, education is definitely important, but the cost of it is just—it's just ridiculous. I mean, you're a college professor, you know what I mean? So, 
Yeah, but I mean, look at that debt though. That debt is no fool. Like I keep, I, as a matter of fact, I gotta call Fed loans in a minute and tell them I can't, I still can't pay y'all. Like you know, I still can't pay y'all. I mean, just to pay your, your mortgage, you know, just to pay your mortgage and you know whatever other household bills that you may have, like to equate a three four hundred dollar a month bill. To the fa I mean, and I get it. I know. I get they give you the disclaimer about, you know, you got to pay your bill back and pay your loan back. Like, I get it. But can I get a job, guys, that kind of matches what your I'm debt. My debt? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I have to keep a roof over my head. Like, if I have to pay my student loans or put a roof over my head, I'm going to put a roof over my head. Like, I, I mean, I, that's just – I mean, like I say, to me, I think – um, a college education is definitely important, but the way that I look at it now in 2016, I mean, I've been out of school, I don't know how many years, 16 years, and for me, it's like, till death do we part. Like, that's my second husband. Like, I mean, because right now, I can't afford to pay nobody's school, I mean, nobody's loan back. You know, I mean, I, I just, I just can't. And at one point, I was paying them off, and then life happened. You know, I'll probably still get back to paying them, but I mean, it's just the debt. It's just too much. I mean, <laughs> that should be the excuse you give them when they call. You just should be like, "Look, life happened, man." Right. You know, books, babies, bills, all that. Yeah. You know, guess, happened. You know. See, law, what's up? I guess for me, man, you know, the student loans are a thing where, you know, they they're high, and so I mean. You know, I went to school for seven years, and the first four were free. But is it worth it? I mean, I couldn't do what I'm doing now without the education. But right, right, cost go. I think it needs to be, you know, some some delineation for kids and and, and adults alike to really understand what you're getting yourself into. And the level of debt that you're assuming. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it's all relative. Now, would I love this degree, these degrees that I have? Um, if they were free, absolutely. Or even if they were, you know, even at I think about fifty thousand dollars or less, it's okay. Yeah, you know? subsidize or something. Even even but college for fifty thousand isn't worth it. I can't say that. Just regular Did you mean bachelor's, bachelor's degree? For fifty thousand, I just don't see that being worth it. Like, no way, no how. Not if you gotta assume the debt. Um, but if somebody paying for it, then that's another thing. But yeah. uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 a different world than the one we were brought up in, and how I think for us, they used to tell us, you know, student loan debt, that's good debt. You know, that's that's not bad debt. Um. But now, you know, that's the total opposite. You try to go get a house. Yeah, you tell or, that to the bank. Yeah, or any anything like that. Maybe 10, 20 years ago it was good debt, but now it's... And I was just getting ready to piggyback off that, Kurt. I mean, you took the words, like, right out my mouth because I was just getting ready to say, like, you try to go out here and try to um, attain the um, American dream, which is a home, they count that against you off rip. You know, right. they, they're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you might have two credit cards, but a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and student loans, and you're done. You're right. done for. Like you don't qualify at that point. Or it's not that you don't qualify. You almost it's have just to. It's just ten times harder now. 
Yeah, you have to jump through hoops. You got to call them. And can you put Step me there. what that would look like? And what if I was on the payment plan, like, for, for 40 years? What would my amount be? Like, I mean, it just, I mean, again, to Lauren and to Sheba's point, they're, they're on Facebook Live with me. For my field, every field that I've been in, for me to be competitive, I did have to have a college right. degree. I just did. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really, really, really did. Um, even with the job that I'm at now, teaching online, I had to have a college degree, um, a master's no less. You know what I'm saying? Not even just a bachelor's, but a master's. So, I mean, it was important for me and in, in, in the direction I was going in with my life. But even if I wasn't a, a online working on an online university, I was getting ready to start getting my Series 7 because my master's only took me so far financially. Let me ask you this, because I, I think a lot of people are running into this issue now where, like, and Kurt, I know that your degree is directly related to the job that you currently have, but, like, Tone, like, is your job that you have now, is it direct, like, was your degrees earned directly, are they directly related to the job that you have? Like, did you have to have these degrees in order to attain that job. But hold that thought. I think we got a call coming in. Hold that thought. One second. Thanks for calling the round table. What's your name and where you from? Yes, I'm calling in. Hello? Yes, I'm yeah. calling in for the show. Yeah, okay. What's on your mind? Well, I think one, one of the things that was mentioned is finding out if the particular career that you were in would it support exactly as far as for the for the debt? Right. And that's a valid point because I think a lot of times we'll start out in going to school and not really knowing exactly long term what that's going to look like as far as an education. You really have to look at it as an investment. If you're not looking at it in that point, then sort of you know turn into this weird type of scenario. Uh, now I have a degree and I really can't do anything with it long term to support exactly what I'm trying to do. Right. Um, and I say that from a standpoint of I'm actually one of the individuals who has quite a few <laughs> degrees. Uh, and then I've gone back to school recently for the seventh degree. So wow. it's all in the same skill set of what I have. But a lot of times it really is disheartening being a CPA as well as a tax attorney. And a lot of times I'm seeing individuals who are trying to, in their 30s, trying to move and maneuver themselves into financial growth. And then you have all this debt and you really can't do anything with it. So I'm always concerned about in the advisory part of school, where is the financial education piece with it? Because I think schools at the end of the day, you know, they're going to be from the standpoint of a profit center um, and not looking at it from any other standpoint. And so, therefore, you know, educating our young people on what exactly are you incurring as far as that. I mean, I'll take, for example, my sister's husband, who's a doctor, as far as the education that he has because of the specialty that he's in, he has a half a million dollar in education debt. Mm. Mm. That's a lot. <laughs> Hold on, let me give you something on that. <laughs> That's a lot of debt. Well, wow. You brought up an interesting point. Like I, I think because I wanted to get into you, you brought up the advisory part of college, and it, it, 
obviously is lacking there. I remember when I was in college, all of my advisors didn't want to be bothered. You know, like they just it just seemed like they didn't have the time. Maybe they had too many students. Maybe, you know, maybe they were overwhelmed. And it just didn't seem like they were bothered. The only thing they wanted to do was enroll me in some classes and get me out of their face, you know. But you brought up a valid point with the advisory part of it. Like it's something lacking there. And I think that should even be handled, addressed even prior to you get to college. Yeah, prior to going to college, I think a lot of times, especially for us. And thanks. Uh, what's your name, caller? I know your name, but what's your name and where you calling from? Uh, my name is Dr. Sharita Howard. I'm calling from Atlanta. All right. Thanks for calling in, Dr. Howard. And we will continue to talk about you through what you brought up because I think that education part of it is important. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, uh, that's Axe DST and Dr. Howard. Um, but I think that education part of it, 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 gotta, it has to start a lot earlier. Um, Absolutely. Because, like, like, you know, and being a financial advisor, you've been in that role, Tone. I know Dr. Howard has been in that role as a tax attorney. And it's just, like, you think you're setting yourself up to be in a better financial position later. But if you don't go about attaining that education the proper way or, you know, the, the most cost-effective ways, then you're not really setting yourself up to be in the best position financially in the future. Right. Because, I mean, the degree that I earned was in mathematics. And honestly, outside of me teaching middle school, none of the jobs I had after that or, or prior to that were directly related to the degree that I have. And even now, you know, the, the the job that I have, a lot of these people that I work with were able to get this job without a college degree at all, you know, just a high right. school diploma or GED. And so it really does make you think like, well, I accumulated all of this debt and so many people now have these degrees and aren't even in the field that they went to school for. And so... But does it become a situation where it's not what you know, but who you know? I think... Just, I don't know if we want to get into that at this point right now, but like I know a lot of people. Yeah, I, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair question to really ask yeah, because every job okay. that I've gotten, other than the one that I got at Merrill Lynch when I started in the mailroom, my dad got me that job, and I was working in the mailroom. But everything thereafter, when he went on to work at a different company, I had to hustle and do on my own, and I had to, and you know, I had dropped out of Clark Atlanta University. So my mentor at the time was like, girl, go back to school, get your bachelor's. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I deal with people that are 40, 50. I think my oldest student is like 58 years old. And uh -huh. he... And they're back in school? He, yeah, he, he has, he's back in school getting his bachelor's because he has, he wants more money. But if you have job A, okay, you have job A, you got this college student coming out of college that got a bachelor's degree. You're going to offer them $32,000 a year, but the person that's been there knows the experience. You can't, you cannot offer them that because they're going to tell you, yeah, right. No, I'm worth more than $32,000 a year. So to me, it becomes, I, I feel like it is a good question to ask about, is it what you know? I mean, is it who you know versus what you know? Because some people get into some of these positions and it's really about who you know. And yeah, the later... You know what I'm saying, Kurt, Nick, they come back and the and the boss may say, Hey, you need to get your bachelor's. Yeah. And I think I think too, it I think it, it definitely has a lot to do with it. But I think your educational choices are also about who you know. 
So, granted, I don't have an MBA, but I got a lot of friends who have MBAs, and I know a lot of people who have MBAs, and I always try to qualify MBAs as the right and the wrong MBA. And and so there's some MBAs that'll grant you, you know, an extra five to ten thousand dollars on your current job. Right. Right. And there are other MBAs that'll grant you an extra, you know, one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in two years. So I know people who have traversed that same pathway and just gotten absolutely different results. And it's almost like you need an advisor on not just going to school and getting your MBA, but going and getting the right MBA. Um, I try to communicate that to a lot of my friends and, and colleagues and peers, and I put them in contact with the right people, but they just want to do it their way. And that's okay, but when you end up, oh, I went to school and got my MBA, and I only ended up making an extra 10000 so I went from 50000 to 60000 where I know people who are at really large companies and really big consulting firms and what they did baseline in, in, in their B school program because they took two years off to get the pro to get the degree. I mean if somebody told me, hey, in two years you gotta quit your job making sixty five thousand, but I guarantee you two hundred and fifty thousand your first year out. So in eighteen to twenty four months I'm gonna make two hundred and fifty thousand and I left sixty five thousand. That's not even that's, That's not even no second grade math. No That's right. elementary. Right. And so I make that right decision. But I cannot, I try and try and have this conversation and it's infuriating with people because I'm like, I got the, I got the cheat codes. I know how to skip that level on the ladder. You know what I mean? So A-A-B-B-A-C-B. But I got the cheat codes, bro. Like, why won't you use it? And it's infuriating at times. Because you just want people to be able to to better themselves and put themselves in the best position. Because if you're making a quarter million dollars and you got a quarter million dollars student loan debt, you can pay that debt off. But it. if you got a quarter million dollars in student loan debt and you can only pay and you only make it sixty thousand, seventy five thousand dollars a year, you ain't gonna never pay that money back. Right. Or even if you're making less than sixty and seventy thousand dollars a year, you'll never pay it back. I you mean, you'll never pay that money back. When it's I stop telling everybody to go to four-year colleges when there are other colleges and, and, and you know you can be an aircraft engineer in 18 months. You know you can do work in refrigeration and air, and you know trade school is kind of going by the wayside. But there are a lot of things that I remember Nick, you were doing it, you know, for a minute. Um, you know, it's just a lot of things that you can get into and make substantial amount of money and not incur four-year college debt. Right. So, I mean, speaking of the debt, like I, I did some research and I brought up like the difference between white student loan debt and black student loan debt. And the study is, is suggests that well, the study, the study that was done says that blacks have 68 percent more student loan debt than their white counterparts. Mm -hmm. And it it, it kind of gave some reasons behind it. But like I kind of wanted to like for for me, at least going into college because my parents didn't go to, you know, didn't finish college. And so I went into college really on sort of on a whim. Like I went in sort of blindly, just this is what you're supposed to do. So mm -hmm. I'm going to do it, you know. And so, you know, I've accumulated debt over, over the years. And they were trying to say that blacks don't save for their children's college education was one of the reasons that they gave. 
And you know, I'm gonna get you guys' point on it, like about the the amount of debt that we you know accrue over the years, and why is it such a you know why you think it's such a large gap in the amount of student loan debt? Like, tell you on that. You wanna get on that first? I've been talking a lot. Because <laughs> I, I I got a lot on this, but I don't, don't want to just. I mean, it boils down to the, mat, the that money matters. Let me tell you something about white people. They are when they find out what you you, you having a, you having my grandchild you you pregnant, they're saving instantly, instantly, instantly for that Harvard, that Yale, that UGA, whatever school they are saving for that. Those parents are five. Trust me, when as a, in in the financial industry, I've seen some par- I've seen some 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 wills and and some 529s that they just call up and say uh yeah I just need to send out um can you send me the check so that way I can pay my child's tuition yeah. in full in full yeah. so therefore your debt is already wiped out black people bless our little hearts going back to Kurt's point we do not know how to handle and manage money. We rather have those Louboutins. We rather have that Gucci bag versus saving for your children's education. So that way they don't have the debt that you have. I don't want Karis to have the debt that I have. If I can pay her student loans off for her, or or, or just or better pay, yet, pay not even college. get a loan. Yeah. Well she ain't gotta get no loan. Yeah. I will. And I think too That's man why she has a five twenty nine plan for herself. Like she will be okay like it may not pay off everything because I'm getting back on my feet or whatever but I'm going to try very hard not to allow that to happen like working in the financial industry you see so much you see you see a big difference in how white people manage money and how black people manage money a white person is gonna take twenty dollars every paycheck it, it, it don't even matter they'll cut out Burger King Starbucks, whatever it is, to make sure that their seed and their next generation don't have to have the loans or the debt that they did. Right, but right. I think too, like I think that's a big part of it. And we, like one of the guys that you were talking about last time, I forget his name, Nick. Um, it's a brother who be trying to teach financial responsibility and fiscal responsibility for Black people. Just overall, how we gotta. He he says. We have to hold money a little bit tighter because yes. we're that far behind. So even though, like you know, you go to the nice neighborhoods in Atlanta, you go to your Brookhavens, your Buckheads, your you know, Northside Parkway, not Northside Drive, Northside Parkway homes. Um, you know, everybody got the nice side of Oh, you know, your three zero three one eight, three zero three two sevens, and all right. of that. You know, everybody got a little old Camry that they driving, or a little Saturn or Subaru that they driving where. Or if they are driving the expensive car, they're driving the Porsche or the Tesla, like y'all don't understand that their company and their position in their company comes with the allotment for a lease as opposed to you buying a $150,000 car and trying to pay it off. Like that's just silly. But we're so far behind that, yeah, these white counterparts may have, you know, their savings, but they just start ahead of the game. They do. They you see do. what I'm saying? So like... At 25, you got a $250,000 trust. How many times have you been watching House Hunters or something like that where the parents say, well, we're going to kick in you know, a, a $250,000 down payment or a $100,000 down payment? So you can live in a place that's $500,000, but if somebody then gave you $400,000 on a payment, 
you living in a half a million dollar home with a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Yep, with a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So it's just the difference out. in being prepared. And so now our parents who went out and got those unskilled jobs and worked their butts off to come up with some money and to get a house in a nice neighborhood so you could go to school, high school and stuff in a good school where they're teaching you to go to college. But that trickle down didn't necessarily happen for, for okay, well, now you're in this nice neighborhood, but typically the people that used to be in this neighborhood had trust set up for their kids. Mm -hmm. And now that you're getting this education, like, hey, I need to go to college to be better and to you know better prepare myself to position myself to make more money in the future, you still didn't have the savings there. So now you got the the wherewithal to go to college and how to get in the college and how to get you know into the best schools. But it's 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 a problem where you have that disconnect where you don't have now the savings. So for our parents, the credit problem was they bought everything on credit. And then a lot of them filed bankruptcy in their houses, went into foreclosure and all of this for predatory lending. But for us, it's like, okay, we got decent credit and we didn't buy a lot of stuff on credit, but they told us student loan debt was good or okay debt. And now you have everybody with this high amount of student loan debt because they learned to go to college, but they, the parents didn't teach the full lesson of being able to pay for somebody to go to college. I went to a law school where it was $30,000, but I went to law school in Michigan where, you know, I went to, I started law school in 08 when the market crashed and the companies were filing bankrupt. So somewhere on the paperwork for first year law students, they said you should be able to pay your rent, pay all your expenses up until October. I went to HBCU where the latest you get is a refund check in September. You still waiting on that thing. Yeah. You know, at white school, somebody went to a predominantly white institution, they got their refund checks in August, but now you're telling me I got to pay three, four months of rent before I get my refund check? And there's people in there saying, signing, yo, how much is it, $30,000 for the year? I'll just go ahead and pay it all right now. And so... I just think it just comes to, you know, you have to have, again, I'm not, if I see it, I like it, I want it. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit on here and act like I don't have a Gucci bag, I don't have a Louis bag, I ain't going to sit up here and act like I don't wear, you know, true religion jeans or, you know, it's Be rocking them gaps, baby. You know, yeah, like I'm not going to act like I don't I don't do it, but you can best believe my lights still work, my bank account looks nice. You know, I do what I can do, but the most humbling thing was me buying this home. And here's mm -hmm. why. It teaches you that you don't have to have everything right then. You can get it in increments. You can save it in increments. I will, I'll take, like, for example, because I work from home, I'll take, well, because, I mean, I have lunch and stuff here at the house. I don't have to go out to eat or anything like that. But I can take, let's just say, $150 out of the bank. If I don't spend $150, I put the rest of that away. If I only spend 50, the other 100 goes back into my savings account. I don't have to spend it just because I have it in my account. Some people want to act like, oh, I'm a shopaholic, and they think that that's like a cool thing, but your bank account's on zero. Your credit is disgraceful. You got a car note that's the same amount as your goddamn rent. 
which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm not paying, especially if it's like some throwaway car. I'm not paying six, no seven, eight hundred dollar note for. No, I'm just not doing that. But again, I think as as a whole, when it comes to school and student loan debt, I think that as black people, we have every excuse as to why we can't do something that we don't think of one reason why we can. We will not save money. We will not keep money. We feel like we got to spend money all the time. And like I say, for me, this house process really taught me I've always been good with money anyway, so it, 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 it just elevated it even more. But when I used to do financial advisory stuff for those for white people and just the way they would just take money and just, hey, I gotta I gotta I gotta pay my taxes this year. Whoopty freaking do. You got you got five hundred thousand dollars in your taxes that you owe is three hundred. I mean three three thousand dollars. Whoopty freaking do. It don't it don't cost them nothing. Whereas black people, we gotta run up our we gotta run up our credit cards. We gotta do this. Right. We gotta hold, do hold that. that thought. We got it. We got another call coming. No, I was just gonna hold say. On. Yeah. Hold on. Thanks for calling the round table. What's your name and where you calling from? Hello. Hey, my name is Ashira. Wifey. And calling from Durham. Hey. Hey, oh, Ashira. Hello. How y'all doing? Yeah. What you got to say? Well. I just wanted to say that I think it starts from the household and with the parents and educating their whole household on financial responsibility. Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of children who go to college, their parents may not really be educated and understand the whole process. So I was a assistant professor at um, college in Atlanta. And a lot of my students were like first generation, and they accumulated a lot of debt within their first years of college. And I don't think they came from households where they were educated about the whole idea of paying for college. They were just worried about the now. Right. They took out the loan, and they worried about it later. Right. I mean, I think that 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 type of financial responsibility has to be has it's to be taught. taught. It it's has like, to be taught. Uh, it's not something plans. some parents don't know about financial management. Yeah, and it's not something no nobody nobody's really they don't have a class in high school called financial responsibility. But even right. when it's offered though, have. but even when it's offered, black people don't take it. Yeah, and just like Sharita just said, so, it's the blind leading the blind. Exactly. And exactly. so. I like that a lot, Sharita. It's just the blind leading the blind. And Sharita's somebody who, you know, not to just put her in the street like that, but, you know, she just lives off of minimal. You know what I mean? Right. And you go to Sharita's house, the lights is off. You know, you come in that boy, it's, you know, it's like this when you come in there. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the windows is open. She don't really like, she's not about wasting money. Right, but and that, that but she, like I said, but I, I think she probably learned that from somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, she had the education. Somebody taught her the game. Right, and you have yeah, to. I think, I think it's, it's a responsibility. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. I think it has to be taught. Even and even if you have parents who are college educated, like my college, my parents went to college. My grandparents, so my grandparents went to college, but it still wasn't. Emphasize to me 
oh, you need to, I had the whole scholarship, but it wasn't emphasized, oh, you need to get this scholarship. You need to go out and get these fellowships. Uh, when I went to graduate school, I had an assistantship, but the assistantship was like $700 a month. Okay. Ooh, I still had to take out a loan. Right. It pays for my tuition, but to live every day, right. I had to take out small loans. And I don't think people understand the whole process. And I think it has started from a young age, elementary, middle school. And y'all talked about, like, knowing what you want to do before you go on to college and knowing your options. I think for so long it was the only option in many black people's eyes to go to college, to get, get a better. degree, you'll be sick. Yeah. But now you have so much information at your fingertips that it's not necessary. There are good options out there, but you don't have to go. And it depends on what you want to do. Right. And I agree. You need to know your options. Right. I agree. And just talk to as many people. And it's our responsibility, too, man. Anybody that has acquired any type of education, uh, you know, even if it's after the fact, we definitely need to get back and start trying to teach these younger kids and their parents on exactly how and it's hard especially the parents it's hard to teach the parents who are out here have been buying Jordans for the last 10 years to just say nah, I ain't buying no more J's or parents who've been living above their means to stop well, you gotta also be open minded you know sometimes right. you know in the financial world I used to set up you know 401ks and things like that for for my African American people and they would look at me like, I can't say that. I got I to gotta pay for this. And, oh, my God, doctor's bills. And I got to pay for that. And I got to pay for this. You can find somewhere, even if it's $5 a week, you can find it somewhere to save that money. And what black people don't understand is that $5 in the market could turn into $20. That $20 can now turn into $50 in the market without Make, not, without even without even contributing anything, depending right. upon what you invest your money in, right. and therefore what you have now done is that little baby that you have that's going to be 18 someday and may want to go to college, or may want to pick up a trade, you can now roll that over to him or her and say, here, mommy's going to help you pay for your tuition, and you don't have to take out small loans. You don't have to go out here and get a job. I mean, you know. I just want black people to understand that I know it's difficult. I mean, some of us are like robbing Peter to pay Paul. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, I got a significant raise from where I used to work. But I live off where I used to be. Exactly. At a time, you were making it at 40000 or 50000 Why, when you start making 250000 you got to start living like you make 250000 Yeah. Yeah, that's that, like I said. That's keeping up with the Joneses, and we talked about that before. And what you got for us, guys, on this? But I think, like, I mean, to kind of wrap it up, it, it, it's it's sort of like we're playing catch up, and yeah. we're like playing it the wrong way, right? And I and I saw that they on on a, on a um, website I went to, it was saying that it's going to take black people fifty years before we catch up with. And probably more than that before we start to catch up with like our white counterparts. And and the thing is, we're learning like we know we've been through it so that our children don't have to go through it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like with each generation, we're getting smarter 
And so I think we just have to continue to sort of have these conversations and, and just make sure that our kids and their kids understand and don't have to go through what we went through. You know what I mean? And so I think that it's just important that we continue to teach our kids how to be, you know, financially responsible uh, because they're not going to get it in school. They're not going to get it from their financial, their advisors. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's on the parents, um, like Ashira said, to train our, our kids on, you know, how to be financially responsible and, and to make sure that they don't have to front, you know, Sally yeah. made it up, you know what I mean? To, right, exactly. Yeah, and I guess my my final thing is, man, like, seek as much help and information as you can. And for those of us who are past that point of not necessarily going to college, not necessarily getting more financially responsible, but going to college part, um, I think for us, we have to realize that certain investments and for me it's just one thing and it's gonna take a second but for for most black people investments are one of two ways like you either believe that you are the get rich scheme get rich quick scheme person in the family because it's, it's like a lot of black families got that one person that be trying to get rich quick all the time right and then right. the other people are a little bit more comfortable with their money but they just never invest in anything because they feel like it's a get-rich-quick scheme. But no, there are sound investments out here for you. Yeah. So one of the most common investments that we, everyone makes or has the dream of making is home buying and home ownership. So to buy a house in an area that, you know, maximum upside, maybe $20,000 more, um, you know, it's 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 a hard sell, but sometimes if you can get into an area that's in transition, and black people don't capitalize off gentrification enough, we get killed on that. And so, if you can get into an area where you might spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the house today, but in five to eight years, you can look at selling that exact same home with probably minimal to no improvements for a quarter million dollars. Where else are you going to come up with? In eight years, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, I know we don't want to be in a neighborhood that may potentially get the door kicked in, you know, for a year or so while it's going through transitions. Nobody wants that. That's hard to sell. That's hard to sell. That's you know, I live in a neighborhood that's, with somebody. That's part, of, that's part of forecasting. Like, right, but it's a, so you got to get that knowledge. So, if you can get, you know, it, it's all about doing the research, sharing the knowledge like Sharita said and that we all said, but we just have to start putting ourselves in better positions. And if I see another line at front of the athlete's foot, maybe I'll go on a Saturday morning for some J's. I'll go say something to the folks like, yo, how about y'all give me that 200 and we're going to try to make it 400 by the next time the next pair of J's come out or at least 250. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to you got them J's, now they dirty and the kid and ran a hole in them joints. You know, so my thing is we got to educate and, and, and we have to invest in, in better things. So that's all I got, man. Stay black. Jesus. I mean, I I'm, and I think for me, my last tidbit is on the other side of the spectrum because I now I ain't standing in nobody's line. I just don't do that. But in any event, you know, I like my things. I do. You know, um, I have slow walked and I've matured over time as far as my money is concerned. 
But um, for those that wanted education, seeking education, um, I'm an advocate for education Absolutely. All, all the way through. I hold many degrees. My father, he holds degrees, getting his doctorate as we, um, as we speak, his doctoral as we speak. Um, my brother, he holds um, a master's. So, I mean, we, we all, my mother, she holds a degree. Like, we all in my house were very big proponents for education. But my thing is, I'm not against education, but I want, I want us to start thinking more financial, financially for the future for our children when we're thinking about education. That's what I want. From, that's what I want for my people. You know, we can still go out here. If you want to get J's, if you got the money to get J's, cool. But, you know, my dad used to always say something that was so profound and it sticks with me every day and with every job that I get. I pay myself first. I pay my savings account first. I pay my investments first. And whatever I have left over, if I want to treat myself, if I want to treat my daughter, I do that. But again, I just want us, when it comes to education, to know that, yes, it's important. Yes, it's a, it's a vital tool to be what you need to be in today's society. You don't want to be 50 and 60 years old looking back trying to figure out, oh my God, I need to get a, 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 a college degree because now I am in competition with these younger kids that are getting my jobs essentially for half the pay. And, and non-traditional students used to piss me off. Right. Oh, man. Right. non-traditional students are so serious about their education. Boy, you be looking at them like... Messing up the curve. You're right. like, come on, bruh. Why not messing your ass so hard? Go to a party. Exactly. They're getting the internship, all of that. I mean, I was blessed and fortunate. Like, like I said, I wasn't, you know, I always had a job, you know, and then that deterred me from school. But again, you know, I, I just want people to know that education is important if it, if it fits into what your mold is and your goal is for your life. But at the same time, I don't agree with the debt either. But again, I, I, just signing out, yeah. like education is definitely important. It, it's I guess one more thing that made me think about that. We hadn't really talked about it, but you know, we kind of beat around it, but education, not necessarily formal for your education, just isn't for everybody. It's not for Entrepreneurship is a thing. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, Tone you know, she's dabbled in it. Nick's dabbled. It's all something that, you know, there, there are ways for you to get that education, but not actually have to go through schooling. And so right. I'm not downing or talking about it or dissing that in any way, shape or form, because if any way that you can get out here and get it, and there's people that get what they need out of college and move on, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, right. Lee, yeah. West, there's a lot of cats that get out here and get that, that education that they need to be better along the way. Right. As opposed to just having to go through, you know, years and years of school. So yeah, I'm like enough, that man. you out here getting it, continue to get it, better yourself, learn what you can learn from, you know, wherever you are and move, use that to, to step up. But I'm not, we ain't out here just saying that education is the only way because it's, everybody knows that it's not. Right. No, it's not. And, and like I said, with that being said, you guys, um, we are out of time. We, we're over time, but we, I think we had a good conversation um, and we tackled a lot of points, you know, in regards to this college education and the, the debt that you can accrue over the time. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. Our Facebook live listeners. Thank you guys for commenting. Uh, I want to thank our callers that we had this evening. We want to thank everybody just for supporting the round table. Uh, you guys can visit our Facebook at the round dash table where you can listen to previous shows. You can kind of keep up with what's current going on with us. Um, make sure to visit our website, 
theround-table.com where you guys can listen to previous shows you guys can comment you guys can find our Instagram our Twitter on there and everything else um, subscribe to us YouTube yeah a YouTube iTunes iTunes podcast app Stitcher yeah. <laughs> everywhere man uh, SoundCloud you can listen on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. So, like the video guys. on Facebook Tony Tone uh, Kurt Law on Facebook yes yeah. So yeah. if you guys missed the show, if, if you you know, you tell can always watch it. To listen, you can watch it over. You can listen to the audio. You guys can uh, just listen anywhere you guys are, and make sure to tell somebody too. You know, and thanks to our callers, Ashira and Sharita tonight. Yeah, thank you so much. So I guess um, next week we'll look to have another show for you guys. And until that time, we out. Stay black, yo. This has been another episode of The Roundtable. Be sure to visit our website at theround-table.com. I got a couple past two bills, I won't get specific. I got a problem with spending before I get it. We all self-conscious, I'm just the first to admit it.